Hello and welcome to the Geek Free Radio Hour. This is episode 58. I am Doug. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. And I'm Doug. <laughs> I'm Doug. 58, feeling great. Who are you? Oh, I'm Kaylin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You started it this way. So. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I am I'm Doug. Doug. And I am Kaylin. Doug hates me right now. I hope I you keep this. You. I hope you keep this whole intro in. Both of them. Doug trying to surprise me. With Hello a- and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I am Doug. And I'm Kaylin. <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode fifty-eight. Fifty-eight and feeling great. How you doing, Kaylin? So well. I'm doing so, so well. It's been a little while since we recorded. Yeah, about. This episode, I'm giving a sneak peek. We have another interview done by yours truly, Kaylin. Yeah. And I interviewed my father. Another Anthony. Another Anthony. Yeah. We're going, your name is we're Anthony. Two for two. We're and you two want to be on the Geek right Radio Hour, please contact Kaylin at father underscore K. You nailed All it. Anthony's inquire there. Please contact me. So, what's up? You're not going to give nothing? What have you done since we recorded last? This is like one of those instances, which like very rarely happens to me on here, mm-hmm. where you ask me how I've been and what I've been up to, and I just completely blanked. I will say, I guess, unfortunately, we've been hanging out for a few hours now before we decided we to start recording, and we may have burned all of our... We burned all the content. Yeah. Well, why don't we just go into what we did tonight? Okay. We hung so, out and went After to I closed the shop today, Kaylin met me, and mm-hmm. then we met some friends in Keyport. We went to McDonough's. We did. Because I feel like that's the only place that I go to in Keyport. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know sometimes why. you, well, no, you pick up from Old Glory. Mm hmm. I don't remember. I've never sat in Old Glory. Really? Not yeah. even once? No. I'm oh, yeah, not. once with my nan. Okay. We went with my nan and my cousins and my brothers. We went with my grandmother. There you go. Glory. That was it. I don't even know. That was like ages ago. I literally don't even know what the inside of that place looks like. It looks like an American flag in a church. That's literally like the aesthetic of that place. It's an old church and it's covered in American flag stuff. It's perfect for the area. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we had dinner. It rained a little bit. Dinner was was okay. The company was great. The food was Mm -hmm. just. Okay, in my opinion. Buffalo that. cauliflower from there actually is very good. That was really good. I could have just gone for another round of that probably. You know what it is though? I think I initially wanted a crab cake and then they didn't have any crab cakes. And then so I you got were already sa- like. Yeah, and then I got like another sandwich and I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been like reading or watching anything? Yes. So we talked about, we didn't really talk about it too much in depth, but we both watched uh, season two, Never Have I Ever. This season was so good. It was really good. Like it, I, I felt like there was not a dull episode. No. It was like heavy and breezy at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking too? I like that the, uh, the season, the first episode of the season kind of started the same as the first season. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first season, she gets attacked by a raccoon or whatever uh-huh. the fuck. And this one, she pushes... Was it, like, a, a, ja- a cougar? No. A was mountain it a, lion? No, that was too big. It was smaller than that. Yeah? Coyote. Coyote. It was a coyote. Yes. Okay. It was, like, definitely Los Angeles. Like, we don't have them here. What don't we <laughs> We have? don't know that animal. We have foxes. We have raccoons. We have skunks. <laughs> yeah, it was a coyote. Um, and then the first... I mean, the second season opens up with her throwing a party and... Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, somebody gets, gets hit by a car. Gets hit by a car. This season was a lot of fun. I really like the... I also like the fact that it started just after the last season ended. Like, we're still in yes. the same... They really only burnt through, like, what? Maybe four months yeah. of a year on this show? They, They're really taking they their time. They go to a dance, and I think it's supposed to happen... Like a winter formal. Mid-year, yeah. Yeah, and there was like a Christmassy-ish episode in the middle of this season. Yes. So, it's so still, still really that early same year, in... yeah. That show, it's very funny. And it's also like kind of mm-hmm. dark, and also like... Kind of dumb and sweet. It's like, it's just like all things. It's exactly the kind of stuff that I want to watch. Yes. Like, it's moving in all the right ways. Like, when they mm-hmm. introduced... I I don't know. Does it matter? When they introduced... Probably not. Davy's father's mother. 
onto yes. the season as like a maternal character who can be motherly for Davy's mother mm-hmm. and like help take care of the family and everything. For I sure. love that. Yeah. And I also loved later on in this season when there was like a uh this is spoiler territory if anyone gives a shit. But like I don't think when does. Davy's mother starts maybe trying to see someone else and start dating. Yes. That she was accepting of that and understood that like you loved my son mm-hmm. but you also should be able to find happiness now afterwards. hundred percent. I thought that was so refreshing and that there Davies. wasn't gonna be this guilt of their um like of their heritage, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, like, big monologue that she has, speaking of Davy's grandmother. Yeah. Um, she, that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I did appreciate that. Especially when it came after Davy's freak out. Yeah. At said person's house. Like, uh-huh. I was so... It was so cringe. Because we are so watching mad. this show for teenagers but we also relate somewhat more to the adults yeah in some portions it's weird to be straddling that line of like mm-hmm. oh because i am closer to the parents than i am to the child the child yeah <laughs> yep. uh-huh. and it's like cool i'm glad that they're able to teach this kid that like listen mm-hmm. this is how the adult world works and we can't always just there's not enough time in life to constantly dwell on things maybe or just be in a constant state of mourning you have to move on move along mm-hmm. and you know grow speaking of all-around good shows ted lasso season we are two. minutes away from watching the season two premiere of ted I'm lasso so excited. as soon as we're done recording we're gonna watch that that show I'm so excited god damn it's this so is good. another one of those things that like this is exactly the show that i need mm-hmm. like i was talking to a friend of ours about having watched Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And like after watching Black Widow, I like stepped back and I was like, all of these people were like murdered and there's like little to no consequences and people were just dying. And I'm like, and I don't think I can watch that kind of shit anymore. Mm-mm. I can't. I don't want to watch that kind of shit anymore. Nope. And I'm like, you, Ted Lasso you is will. the antithesis of. You will though. You know what I mean? Like, if it's something that's worth it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be first in line for Eternals, first in line for all of these movies coming out. Something that's, like, not exactly bright and fuzzy and Mm -hmm. happy, even though, I mean, that's a simplistic way to put Ted Lasso, because it's not just that. But, like, you will when it's something that's worth it. But I Mm -hmm. totally can commiserate, because when I'm feeling, like, down, which is a lot, (laughs) I cannot watch anything serious. Yeah. I, I want to watch something like, stupid. Something that makes me feel better. Comedies, I, yeah. All the Adam Sandler movies. Here it is. Uh-huh. First Adam Sandler of the night. Got it. Five, five weeks in a row, I think. <laughs> we've been... I just want to see how long I can just input Adam Sandler uh-huh. into her. Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Grown Ups. Mm-hmm. Just something stupid. Something I don't really have to think about. Something I really, truly... Because, like, let me be honest... The movies that I'm watching, especially, like, when it's at nighttime, it's really something that, like, I really don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be sucked in, th- in the movie to where I'm too focused on it, where I don't go to sleep. And half the time, I'm on my phone anyway, doing some other stupid bullshit. Yeah. I just read uh, comedian Tom Sharpling, mm-hmm. his book. He was a writer. He's a TV writer. He's hosts this this radio show called The Best Show that's now a podcast. He's He put out a book, and I know him from this other podcast that I listen to pretty regularly called Double Threat. Mm-hmm. And he starts the book basically by telling you that he's going to make you laugh, then he's going to make you cry, and mm-hmm. then he's going to make you cheer by the end of the book. Okay. And I kept reading it, and it was really good, and it was like sort of heartbreaking a lot of like his struggles he went through in life, and you're like mm-hmm. so surprised to see someone – that could be so funny and so cheery and so like mm-hmm. broken and hurt and it like yeah. it it was hard to read but I it was so like enthralling that I read through the whole thing and then you get to these points where he tells a funny story and it mm-hmm. it's longer and meatier than like the sadness the hurt the mm-hmm. sorrow the loss the everything and at the end I was kind of like I feel like I missed parts of the story that were more depressing and wanted them to maybe be a little bit more in depth in depth. Yeah. But 
coming out of it now on the other side, I'm like, I think it was the perfect balance of like not mm-hmm. trying to weigh you down. Because I would, I was staying up at night until like two or three in the morning reading this I book, love like books like that, and just like couldn't put it down, mm-hmm. waiting for the chapter to end because my eyes were gonna literally close yes. and lock. I love those books. At any moment. The books that you're like, all right, one more chapter. Yeah. One more chapter. And it's like, it's so funny because he talks about really dark depression mm-hmm. for like a good portion. And then for almost more talks about, you know, those um, machines on like the boardwalk. He's a New Jersey guy too. Yeah. So it's all about like Seaside Boardwalk and mm-hmm. Asbury Boardwalk and stuff. Have you seen those coin pusher machines where it's yeah. like Wizard of Oz themed? Of course. There is like... If there's 30 pages about, like, deep depression, mm-hmm. there's 46 pages about this <laughs> coin pusher machine. Dude. And I'm, like, literally, like, oh, my God, now I know how to do the coin pusher. I got to go to the arcade mm-hmm. because I'm going to be looking for this one card that he talked about. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. I know how to do this now. And it's yeah. it's funny that, like, meanwhile, I'm like, oh, I wish he talked more on this and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe talk. But, no, I think it was Why? the perfect balance. Not that this is, like... I mean, this show is really not about any one thing. Mm-hmm. But why do you think you wanted to, him to expand so much in the darker portions while you were reading it? Because you wanted to commiserate with him? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a whole portion about, like, what a horrible event it was in his life that he was finding real great success and then his father died just shortly after that and if there is anything that that like literally i'm living that and i Mm -hmm. wanted to be able to commiserate of course isn't it something that like i don't really even think it matters the author but like there is such extreme validation when an author can completely explain how you're feeling to Someone you. I respect and listen to on a mm-hmm. weekly basis went through a almost exact situation. Yeah. Details, of course, scattered, not similar sure. at all. But I'm like, wow, look at this person who came through that mm-hmm. and is like still finding successes mm-hmm. and – I guess I'm like, I want to see how he did this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm looking for the, the easy answer. Exactly. That's what it is. But that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like somebody to tell you. Yeah. Give you the roadmap yes. through grief. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me. You found a shortcut, obviously. Yes. And that's how you were able to. Be successful. Yes. And yep. and write a book mm-hmm. about. See, the one of the funniest things I think. This is getting very deep, this podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the things that. I've said to multiple people, people have said to me about grief is that it gets better with time. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think that the feelings get better. I think there's so much time that passes that you have a better perspective on things yeah. as time goes along. Uh-huh. I don't think it just, it's easier. No. I think you just can understand it better. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Unpack those feels. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, That's why, like, I I know, I'm, like, an emotional person, but I think that I'm, like, in my opinion, like, healthily emotional. Oh, yeah, You know, like, sure. did Especially... I cry, like, very lightly while watching Never Have I Ever? Absolutely. Okay, but this is Liz and thing. I call that the dead dad show. That's what we were calling it for, like, a little while, <laughs> oh, because no. it, it is that. Yeah. And it's it, so much of it hinges on that also. And it's mm-hmm. weird that I'm, like, surrounding myself very coincidentally with content, especially to talk to you about this week, mm-hmm. that all literally revolves around that. But it is, you know, and that's two sides of the same, two sides of a different coin, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. This is a teenager dealing with that. This is a man in his 40s dealing with it yeah. you know like it's, it's so you have to meet somewhere in the middle between and it literally sucks tone. on both ends it doesn't matter oh, no yeah mm-hmm. no it's strange it's grief is i don't know how to explain it other than it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard and there is no one way to get by no there's just there's just no one way and there's phases, and sometimes you're good, and sometimes you're not. There's really just, like, no rhyme or reason to it. I don't think, anyway. Because there's times where I'm, big stretches of time, I'm fine. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, 
I'm listening to a song and I'm hysterically crying in, uh-huh. in my car. On what the did we do like, here? I don't know. You started <laughs> because it. now I'm ready. I like. I want to delve into this. Yes, because I was. So we were driving back. Uh, we went to California a few weeks ago. My wife Liz and I, mm-hmm. and we were driving from her aunt's house in Fort Bragg down mm-hmm. back to Sacramento to get catch a flight home, and we were driving down this beautiful highway. Like mm-hmm. coastal, like literally, like the yeah. windiest roads, and like that scenic, perfect. Yes, we stopped yeah. to take pictures at one point because it was just that beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we stopped all of a sudden midway in our, like literally the halfway point of our drive. Out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I didn't see it on the way up. There's a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, this is like a very stupid thing. Mm-hmm. But my dad had a collection of Dunkin' Donuts mugs. From all over. Yeah. Boston runs on Duncan, Philly, whatever, North Carolina. He had all these cups. Yeah. And I said as we were pulling in, in my head, I have to get my dad a California Dunkin' Donuts cup. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, no, he hates. He has to buy it himself. You can't gift him that cup. Oh, my God. No, he's dead. He doesn't care. He doesn't need a mug. And I started to literally cry to myself. Yeah. And I'm like, but like, I was hit with like this, like, <laughs> I want to get him this. Oh no, he won't like that I have done that. Oh no, he's dead. It doesn't matter. Yep. And it was like this weird twist of emotion mm-hmm. that now I literally am, I crying. tweeted it. I'm like, I'm crying in the Dunkin' Donuts drive through And it's like, ha ha. Everyone else was like, LOL, imagine. And then you're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I knew it wasn't a joke because I know you. Yeah, I'm 100% serious. No. I was like, oh no. This this is is a a problem. Literal cry of despair. (laughs) Oh my God. Huh. But that is wild. Yeah, and now, like, I'm. Caitlin, the through line Mm -hmm. of this episode sucks because wait till you hear the comic book that I read this week that I want to talk to you guys about that comes out this week. Okay. (sighs) Oh. I'm excited. We'll save that this, for shop this news. This episode is just... And, you know but what? But, like, Kaylin, <laughs> pair this with, like, you interviewed your dad for the show. Oh, my God. And then I have a father-son story that I read uh, in comics. We okay. really... We built a theme this by is a dad mistake. <laughs> this is a dad episode. The name of the episode. This is a dad episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Do you have anything else this week that you... I'm literally trying to rack my brain to see if I did anything cool. Oh, I mean, I, I will talk about this really in the interview for like a split second, but mm-hmm. I actually had a uh, surprise 60th for my dad last weekend. That's which, awesome. Yeah, it went really well. Nice turnout. He was yeah. surprised. Honestly, I was I was very pleasantly surprised because a lot of my family made it and a lot of my family lives at a state and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone really in like... My cousins that are, like, my age and most are younger. Folks you don't see all the time. And especially, this is the first maybe big thing since COVID. Exactly. So I was, like, very, very um, touched that every, mm-hmm. like, even my younger cousins you also are made like time. a host. Oh, yeah. You have that, like, <laughs> in you. I literally should be just, like, planning shit for other people mm-hmm. because I'm an insane person. Yeah. Like, I won't have time for anything, but I also won't let you handle it because I don't trust you to handle it. There's very few people that I do trust to handle Mm -hmm. it. Like, Elizabeth can handle her shit. Yeah. So I will trust her to do stuff. But for the most part, I'm like, no, no, no. I have to I'll do 50 things. Don't worry. Yeah, I have to be in control. But anyway, I digress. I was very touched that, like, even my younger cousins and some very extended family did show up. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like awesome. it was it was awesome and we did generally surprise him. Like he was genuinely shocked that we we did it cuz we you know he he had the scent of the trail as it Oh yeah. You know. And when you pull into a place and you start to realize is that Connie's car? Is that You oh, know like, what I mean? Like he did not no? notice at all. So what did he think he was going to? This is my favorite is, of a surprise party. See, literally Every single person that showed up was like, what does he think he's doing? Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. like That's I the story. Never, That's the, yeah. <laughs> I never thought this was such a big deal. Uh-huh. So, Leah, my 13-year-old niece, played a very um, 
important part in this whole process. So she went to the pool with him um, the day before, and she just got this new bracelet, and she, you know, was wearing it, whatever. And then the next day, she wanted to go back. She wanted to hang out with my dad, and we were all doing whatever. And she's like, oh, can we go to the pool? I think I, I lost my bracelet there. Oh, very clever. So, but also, we didn't know this, and this poor, my poor 13-year-old niece, like, didn't know how to adapt to the evolving changes that my mm-hmm. father threw at us. Like, originally, he wasn't supposed to pick her up to come there until, like, 2 p.m., mm-hmm. and he wind up going there to my brother's house at, like, 12 Oh. And all of my things were in the house, and uh-huh. Leah was smart enough to throw my bags, because yeah. I wasn't supposed to be there. Your bag that literally has a pin on it that says K on it? Yes. Yeah. Like, to throw my bags <laughs> in the closet, and then, so he came over, and then I, we couldn't go back to the house, because uh-huh. we're not supposed to be there, and then he decided that they were gonna go to the pool, so mm-hmm. he has his swimming trunks on, he's got the stuff his... for the pool. <laughs> he he's has like... that one piece of sunblock on his nose, <laughs> yeah. like the, uh... He goes past, like, we're all watching from inside, he goes past the clubhouse, and we're all watching him, like, creeps through the slots, and he's, like, setting up the umbrella. All holding your breath, like, yeah, no, we're like, people in here. We saw him pull in, so we're like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then he walks past, and we're like, oh, he's he's going to the pool. He's Why is he going to the pool? Why is he propping the umbrella up? Like, we're all just <laughs> watching, like, creeps. And we're like, he's laying down. He's putting on sunblock. Wait, what's going on? He's putting on? his toe in the water to see the temperature. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually, like, Leah came up to the door, and she was just like, he, he told me to get my bracelet. And I'm like, go get him. Go mm-hmm. tell him you need him in here. Mm-hmm. And eventually, yeah, he did come in. There's a grown-up. They don't know why I'm here. They need yeah. something. Like, and then yeah. when he, even when he walked in, I put streamers over, like, like there's an outside door and then, like, a doorway. Mm-hmm. So I put streamers, like, all past it. So you couldn't really see in too much, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, something's Like going car on. wash style? Yes. Okay. And he 100% thought it was a party for somebody else. And that he's, like, interrupting yes, now to be like, like, my granddaughter lost her bracelet. It. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like, he was hesitant to, like, Leah walks in, and then she turns around, like, I have the video, I'll show you later. Yeah. But he comes in, or she comes in, and she's like, come on, Poppy, and he's like, no, no, it's a party. Like, uh-huh. we're not supposed to be in yeah. here. But, yeah, you doy, it's a party for you, it's your 60th. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think we got him. That sounds like a lot of fun, Kaylin. And Thanks. I think we should go to our first song. Sure. And then just straight to our interview with him. Hell Yeah. All right, so our first song is Stay High by Brittany Howard and Childish Gambino. Once you know, then you know, and you don't want to 
Hello, and welcome to my interview portion. Today we have my father, whose name is also Anthony. Hello. Dad, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Oh, he's mouthing to me. Anything, age, location. Oh, I just turned what 60 age? years old on <gasps> July 19th. I had a wonderful surprise party from the kids. Yeah. It was great. Yep. I'm retired. Very nice. Enjoying life in yes. retirement down here in Manahawkin. Yep. Me and Flo are having a wonderful time. Flo is your... Girlfriend. Oh, he's got a girlfriend, guys. He's off the market. <laughs> Flo's in the kitchen cooking right now. Anyway, um, thank you for being on the show. You're uh, welcome. So we're going to have a couple of questions for you. And I know this is your first time being interviewed, so... Take your time with your responses. Um, I guess my first question is going to be, what got you interested in comics? Ah, comics. I can always remember my grandmother. Nan. Yeah, picking me up uh, at our house in East Brunswick and bringing us to her house. But on the way, we'd always stop at the 7-Eleven. Okay. And she would get whatever she got. I didn't pay much attention to that. Mm-hmm. I would always... Probably some scratch-offs, if I had to if guess. If they had them at that time, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that would make sense. Uh, I used to get comic books. I used to love the comic book stand. It used to be right inside the door there, and I always look for them. Now, can I get an age range here? Were you about 9, 10, somewhere around there? Yeah, probably 9, 10. Okay, so we're, nine, ten, somewhere around we're there. thinking about like 1970, 1971 era. Roughly. Yeah, roughly 1970, 69 to 71, I guess. Okay. That area. Yeah, and I always loved war. And Anything I, to do with yes, that type of stuff. That type. Yes, and I always looked for uh, Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock. Okay. Comic books, and uh, they were more of my favorite. Was the uh, more of the war else. ones? Yeah, okay. Anything else? Now, Sergeant Rock, did he have any powers? I'm not familiar. No, not superpowers or nothing like that. Just you know, military guy and you know, okay, all gung ho, sort of like the uh, like an all American type. Yeah. Is that, okay. What's that Sylvester Stallone character, like uh, Rambo? Rambo? Yeah, he was like the okay. Rambo, you know, of the war. And now, given the year, what war was Sergeant Rock fighting? Or is this all pretend? It was all pretend, but I'm guessing probably World War Two. Okay. Something like that. Was there indications? Do you remember, like, a specific bad guy? Uh, no, but I think I remember... The villains or enemy was like Germans or something like that. Okay. Japanese. So, you know, that would make sense for World War II. Absolutely. Right, because what the Korean War and Vietnam was just around that time. Yeah, a few years later about. Okay. It was all World War II movies and comics. Very nice. That's what I liked. And you know what? You still like it. Yes, this You still watch a lot of war movies, uh, you read a lot of war books, specifically war books. for World War II. Yeah. yeah. So, Sergeant Rock, just a normal guy in the military fighting for America. Yes. Correct? Yep, correct. Hmm. Do you remember if Sergeant Rock had any affiliation with DC or Marvel? Because I would feel like his Marvel um, yeah. counterpart would be Captain America. Yeah, he had definitely had to be DC or Marvel Comics, right? At the you time. think? I think we had DC back then. Okay. I'm going to look this up on air, but in the meantime, can you explain why you liked Sergeant Rock so much? What was it about him that stood out on the comic book rack? Uh, just the adventures of him during the, the wartime. Like, you know, I like war. Not that it's great. I like war. <laughs> I <but>. love war. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, uh, you know, the okay, Sergeant time and all his adventures. He was like the big hero during the comics, you know. And so that know. was that was kind of the allure to him. He was just like all American, yeah. fighting the axis of evil, mm-hmm. and just an all around good guy. 
Did he have any flaws that you know of? No, I don't think so. I think he smoked cigars. I don't oh, know if that's a flaw well, or just a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone in that era did. So that's probably why I smoke cigars. Oh my god, that's <laughs> funny. Um, Sergeant Rock was actually published by DC. Yeah, that's cool. See? I know you. Does it have the year in there when it was published? Or um, I could probably look that start? up. I'll look that up. But in the meantime, I know you also kind of had an affinity for Batman. Not necessarily the comic books, but you were into the show with Adam West, right? Oh, you used yeah, to watch definitely. that quite a bit. Yep, Batman and Superman. Superman, I think George Reeves was played the character. Christopher Reeves. Christopher. Christopher Reeves? Yeah, no, he's the one that got... way back in time. Oh, there was like another the Black and White Reeves? show? I, I think so. All right. We'd have to check this out. got a lot of stuff to look up right now. Um, let me check publication history. Uh, it looks like Sergeant Rock's prototype first appeared in GI Combat number 68 back in January 1959. Um, hmm. Sergeant Rock steadily gained popularity until 1977. The name of the comic was changed to Sarge- Sergeant Rock. And then it ran until, it looks like, 1988. So that's like a very long, a long run. Time. So that's what... 29 years of Sergeant yeah. Rock. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, getting back to the Batman show. Now, that that was 70s, right? Batman as Adam West? It was, I don't know. It was, Oh, Batman, yes. Yes, that was in color. But the Superman was, it was a black and white show. It was black and white. Yeah, so that, maybe it's in the 60s, the Superman was. Okay, big. so... Batman, when it was portrayed by Adam West, actually ran from 1966 to 1968. And that was the color one. And the reason why I'm going back to this one is like, because I remember you watching reruns when I was younger. And I remember it kind of being comical. Oh, like, when you were growing up, did it seem like state of the art? Like, at that time, yeah. There was a wow factor. That was about as good as it got back then. You know, the kapow, <laughs> punched or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I would say, like, even the outfits and stuff like that, like, t- by today's standards, is very silly. Yes. Like a cloth leotard, you know? Yes, it was really silly. Today, it's like, it's unbelievable what they do. Okay. And the, com- the out- outfits were <laughs> comical. Exactly. It was funny. Not exactly from the comics, but comical. Comical. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'm looking at Adventures of Superman, um, and it says black and white seasons were 1952 to 1954. Oh, wow. No, that was a few years before you were born, obviously. Mm -hmm. So do you think these are just reruns? I don't know if they even have reruns in the 60s. Is that a thing that happened? I don't know for sure. Was it like a specific really, thing? Like you watched it on Thursday nights? I don't remember what nights we watched it, but it was on TV. I mean, we watched it. I don't know yeah. if, if they had reruns oh. back there at the time. They showed it. I was actually going to look at who portrayed Superman as well. George Reeves. You were right. Yeah. How weird is that? That right? George, George Reeves, Reeves played, the played Superman, Superman and then... And then Christopher Reeves. I wonder if there's any relation... I never thought about that. That's a good question. Yikes. He had a tragic end. He committed I... suicide, right? Oh, was it that? George Reeves, because he couldn't get any of the parts, and he was just like portrayed as only Superman. Wow. Do you think that role's cursed? Because didn't something horrible happen to Christopher Reeves? Yeah, he, uh, was he, he like... horseback? I thought he, like, fell from, like, a... Horse. He was doing, like, a... Was it a horse thing? I thought it was, like, on set. I'm not sure. I thought he was doing some, like, equestrian thing and jumps and stuff, and he fell off. I mean, I could be wrong. Wow. I'm not sure, but... I know we're doing a lot of searching, but I kind of have to figure this out now. So, George Reeves, it says, his death at age 45 from a gunshot remains a controversial subject. The official finding was suicide, but some believe that he was murdered or the victim of an accidental shooting. Wow. So that seems like a, a big deal. Yeah. Right? I always thought he just committed suicide. I didn't hear those other conspiracy theories that 
he might have been murdered. And this this is has to be right after his run on on Superman because that's 1959. Yeah. So if it ran from 52 to 54, that's five years without working. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's not like today. You know what I mean? I feel like pre social media, especially like stars have an opportunity to go on to do a multitude of, of things. Mm-hmm. Especially today with like we talked about it. I think in my last interview how. Even some stars have portrayed multiple comic book characters, sometimes in the same realm. So, like, um, Ryan Reynolds, he played Green Lantern, which I think is DC. But then he mm-hmm. went on to do te- Deadpool. Yes. And then we had Ben Affleck, who was originally... Um, Batman. He was Batman, but before that, he was actually... Uh, like that blind superhero. Yes. Oh, that was stupid. What is his name? God, everyone probably hates me right now for this because I can't remember his <laughs> fucking name. Um, oh my god, hold on. This is gonna be a, a problem. I'm gonna feel like oh Daredevil, duh. I didn't look it up. I got it before I got there, guys. Don't worry. Very good. So, yeah, he played Daredevil, but then also went on to do Batman. Yes. So, yeah. like, I feel like back in the day, you were kind of pigeonholed into, like, certain roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially if you're a child star, or you do a role that's, like, epically iconic. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Definitely know what you mean. In yeah. this day and age, I think, like, um, Harry Potter was, like, infamously portrayed by... Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, thank you. You're welcome. And if it was back in the day, he would just always be known as that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and well, no, social media, these guys get a lot of exposure, these men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, you didn't. And that's what I heard. It was a theory that he committed suicide because he couldn't find any other roles. That's crazy. He just portrayed him as the Superman. That was it. all he got. Now, I'm looking on to Christopher Reeve. Not Reeves, which is funny, oh. but Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. he, I gotta go down to his accent, because it's gonna be a second. Um, okay. Oh, wow, okay. I don't think it really has anything to do with that, or, or at least from what I'm reading here. So it looks like he, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read ahead. Oh, okay, no, 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 this this does have something to do, okay. I'm sorry. I was reading about, like, his alopecia, and I thought that had something to do with it, but now I'm realizing that (laughs) that's just another thing (laughs) that he had going on. Oh my god. Doug, you can feel free to cut this at any point because I'm going to sound like... <laughs> Just cut her, a... not me. <laughs> sound like such an idiot. God, I should have just done... I should have just done the accident because now it's just taking forever. Well, I like the comic that you guys got me. Doug got her thing from uh, Judy Dietrich, the Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he found awesome. it in one of his bins and was kind enough to. Um, very kind, I'm very appreciative. Thank to, you, Doug. Uh, hand it over and to me. Okay, we're gonna. <laughs> okay, on May 27, 1995, Reeve, a strong athlete and avid horseman, was left paralyzed from the neck down after being thrown from his horse and breaking his neck during an equestrian competition in Virginia. So we were right. Yeah. So it didn't have anything to do with the role particularly, and neither no. did George Reeves. No. So but it's not. I feel like um, the new guy should maybe like watch out. Who is the new guy? The new. Enlighten me, because I don't even know. I feel like I should know this better. I'm just gonna put in The Witcher because I know he's like famous from there, and I know girls swoon over him, but I don't think he's very good looking. Hmm. Henry Cavill. He is he's the newest Superman um as of yet. He did Justice League and he did Batman versus Superman. Um I don't know if he's doing another re- reiteration of it, but 
I know that there was somebody else that got hurt in Superman too. I don't remember. I don't really watch too many of the DC or movies. I more read the comics. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know who played in these roles in, in yeah. the movies. So I'm not up well, on that clearly, stuff. clearly I don't either. I just had to look up so much stuff. I think more things that I've ever looked up on an interview or during a show ever. Oh, was it my fault? No, that's totally my fault. I'm and prepared. I I'm very open <laughs> about how much or how little I know about the DC universe. I just don't know anything about it. Yeah. I've never went into DC, I've never went into Marvel. The only really foray that I have into comics is all indie based. So it's like not very well known. Mm-hmm. By the public, you, you know, know indie what I mean? base is like from uh, what is that? What's indie based? Uh, independent comics, oh, so it okay. doesn't have any tether to really any larger, you know, company like DC yeah, or Marvel. Yeah. Okay. And it's just independent stories that are just made up. Like the one that I read the most of, which was Saga, was basically. Uh, what I thought was an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, but like in space. But it really doesn't have any ties to anything. So that's independent of anything else that you would rather know. It's different. Now, you touched on that you don't watch any of the DC or Marvel stuff nowadays. And I know for a fact we don't read comics anymore, right? Right. Not necessarily. You're more into nonfiction books and stuff like that. Yep. Rather have like the stuff on the wartime. Wartime. So that has stuff. Mafia stuff. can't forget the mafia stuff. Yeah, some of my favorite. <laughs> Even real stuff, you know, not just fiction. I wonder if there's a comic book on the mafia. I bet there is. Me and Doug always say that there's a comic book for everyone. You so, think so I think there's. I think we'll have to take this as a challenge. Oh, I'd love to hear more about that. I'll have I'd to ask him. See what you guys can find out. So I love that stuff. I know you do. I know you do. Boy, what a great guy. What else do I like? I like murder. <laughs> War. <laughs> the mafia. What is it here for? <laughs> but yeah, I, I find it funny. Do you think, where, where was the disconnect between you um, continuing watching like anything from DC? Do you think just once Adam West's reign was over or George Reed was over, you just, that was it? You can continue with somebody else? Kind of grew up, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I loved that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, watch it all the time, but then you get older, and you kind of, well, my person myself, you drift away from it. That's true. You know, other things occupy you. I think DC specifically kind of matured in it in its own right as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry to bring up Harry Potter again, but this is probably the fandom that I know best. Like, as you progress and as you got older, watching those movies, they became more dark and grim and gritty and yes, stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like the same went for DC. Like, I feel like we started out with the silly costumes with Adam mm-hmm. West, and you know, in the early '90s, we had Tim Burton, and it was still kind of comical, but a little bit darker. And now we've got these movies that are really dark. Yes. yes. So, like... Maybe that's why I don't watch it as much, right? No. <laughs> kind of got too way out there for me. I'm not a huge fan of the DC movies. I, I mean, I really liked Birds of Prey. That was uh, Harley Quinn's movie. Mm-hmm. She yeah. kind of an offshoot. That was, like, independently a good movie, okay. I think. Um, the Justice League I watched... Or, no. No, I don't like the Justice League. Suicide Squad I watched, and that's basically they take all of the anti-heroes and make them kind of heroes, in, in yeah. a sense. Like, it's like... It sounds like life. Yeah. Right. So it's like, in in war, they were used as pawns to fight this, like, unimaginable thing that, they, that the government didn't think that they could beat. But why not use these people that are just running away in jail... Fight. And sacrifice them to see if they could do it. Huh. You know? Yeah. I so that I was, didn't know that was how it was, you know, the movie went. It's actually it's actually not bad. It's actually not Suicide bad. Suicide Squad, that's cool. Yeah. I think you might like it because it is kind of comical. You yeah. know what I mean? It is funny. And there's a lot of star power in that movie. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's in it. Really? That's a big get. That is pretty good. Yeah, I got to find There's a him. crocodile. 
I forget his Crocodile, like Crocodile Man or person. It's like definitely a DC character. I forget. It's like Killer Croc. That's his name. Killer Croc. Killer Croc's and in it. It's a guy. It is a guy. Yeah. It's very strange. But I think you might like it. Would you consider giving it a chance? The Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yes. Now that I know the premise of it, I didn't really mm. know how it movie went, but I might take a look at it. All right. Well, I will give you the password to... Where's Justice League on? It's not on Disney+. Plus. It's somewhere. We'll find it. Well, we got a few options here. We do. We're very fancy in this house. Yeah, Flo. What have you got, Flo? She got Netflix, Prime. Hulu. Hulu. We got a few options. Yeah. Well, it looks like we have a few things to get for you then. We definitely have to get you access to Suicide Squad. And we're going to look for getting that mafia comic book for you. Yeah, definitely got to check it out. If not, maybe we suggest somebody make it. I feel like that would be a very good, like, dark and gritty comic book. You know what I mean? Like, just do black and whites and reds. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of feel. I never thought of a mafia thing into a comic book yeah that sounds pretty cool right good idea thank you you heard it here first <laughs> so we try to copy it um you're supposed to say trademark pending trademark pending trademark pending yes patent pending Pat. no we're just kidding um <laughs> so the last portion is we're just gonna kind of put you on the spot here mm-hmm. and ask you what song you would like to play for song two on our episode today Song two, mm-hmm. I know from my previous selections, it went, didn't Nothing. go over so big. <laughs> it just, we were just worried about you, okay? We were nervous that something was wrong because you picked two very bummer songs. And I wanted to put you on the spot because I think part of the reason why you had so much trouble is because you had too much time to think about it. You're right. So now... And it was, what, like a week or something you gave me? At least yeah. a few days and... And you asked me, like, every was... other day, you were like, well, what, what kind of songs? I'm like, you just pick whatever. And you were, like, very nervous to looking, choose. I was looking on, you know, Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, on social media and trying to get an idea on internet yeah. what to put up. And I don't know. It just, just came down Listen, to those two I picked out. We had, I think, two episodes ago, we had somebody pick a Limp Biscuit song. So, mm-hmm. really, it's only up from there. Nice. I'm going to go with ACDC this time. And what song? Mm, Highway to Hell. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a Who good sings thing. I Want to Rock? Is that? I Want to Rock. Mm, dun, dun, is that ACD? That's not ACD. No, that's... Um, uh, who sings Paradise City? <laughs> damn, we're bad. My brain broke. Is that the guy from Staten Island? Uh, what's the name of the band that sings that? Twisted Sister? Is it? I think they sing that. It is Twisted Sister. There you go. All right, guys. Let's go with that one. So, in please enjoy, at my father's request, uh, I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank, Thank you, you, Dad. Thank you, Doug and the Geekery for having me on. All right, and this has concluded... Interview number two, Anthony number two. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. I want to rock!
by Twisted Sister. I almost said from Twisted Sister. It's from them. It's from by them. them. By them. For them. It's for them. <laughs> well, thank you, Dad, so much for being on the podcast. Um, I had a blast. Again, if you know any other Anthony's that want to be on the show, please that reach out. I can record. With. Kaylin is recording strictly just Anthony's. I'll or take Tony's. everyone else. Tony's. Antoinette. Antonia. Uh, ravioli. <laughs> Tony Baloney. Sure. Please just hit me with a hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, Kaylin. You're not supposed to hit that. No, and then you're supposed to say, what's going on at the shop? What's going on at the shop, Doug? This week we got a lot of really good books in again. I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to, at the time of this recording, already read the first issue of Superman, Son okay. of Kal-El, and it was so good. So Tom Taylor has been like kind of killing it lately in comics, especially with DC. He's written things like Deceased. He's currently writing Nightwing. He uh, wrote the Injustice line that was like wildly successful. Yeah. And now he's really starting to get like mainline DC work mm-hmm. with, like I said, Nightwing. And now he's writing this new Superman book. And it was really good. It's all about Jonathan Kent, the son of Lois Lane and Superman. Sure. Now grown in like a future setting. They haven't really said when exactly. And I'm not so much of a DC head that I know when. Yeah. But this first issue was really good. Mm-hmm. It was all about like they set up that basically from his birth, it's been believed that him being part human and part Kryptonian, mm-hmm. that he could potentially be the ideal version of Superman. Because his mother is, like, this hard-hitting investigative reporter with, like, a heart of gold and, you know, yes. like, all of this stuff really working to- for him. That, like, he'll have the spunk and, you know, like, the, mm-hmm. the the drive to investigate things as well as the power set and the, mm-hmm. the know-with-all of Superman. Yeah. And this book really had such a great start. It opens with um, Superman now. Mm-hmm helping fight a forest fire in California. Oh, wow. And um, he's helping fight the fire and realizes that it's coming from one particular, I guess, metahuman who has this stress-related, like, ability about him where he's his abilities are coming about high mm-hmm. because he's stressed out. Yeah. And he's causing flames, basically, to, like, shoot from his body. Yeah. So he's burning down this forest by himself unintentionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's able to kind of talk this guy and calm him down, and mm-hmm. he brings him through. And the military wanted to literally shoot this guy on sight after they realized that he was the one starting the fire. And yeah. Superman was like, listen, we, we can't just do that. There's obviously something going on here. Mm-hmm. And he stops the fire and kind of, like, really cools this guy down and, like, calms him down. And yeah. then he hands him over to the military, and he says, here, could you make sure that this guy's okay? And Superman flies off, and he hears, like, a thwack. And this military guy beat him over the head with his gun to knock him unconscious. And he's like, listen, I put him into your custody and I thought we had an understanding that like this person needs help and not to be, you know, yeah, like you're just going to start this all over again potentially if you do that. So it's really interesting because he's already struggling with like doing good versus like doing what's right, Mm -hmm. I guess. You know, like, and truly, like, making yeah. a difference. And he goes to meet Damien, who is the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul, mm-hmm. who's now, like, an older person, too. And Damien's like, listen, like, you come from, like, too good a stock to deal with this kind of shit. Like, you should get it together and do what you believe is truly right. Yeah. And the book kind of goes from there. It was really, really good. And I'm, like, That's excited. I've never read a Superman book that, like, I've read a couple here and there. Like, mm-hmm. mostly, like, the big event titles and stuff. But, like, this feels like something that I'm really going to keep up with. Okay. And it was really good. And it opened with, like, a really fun, like, the story of his actual birth and everything. Oh, wow. It was kind of cool. Did you do, like, a through the years thing? Like, he's a toddler. And he's no, no, no. Kid. It was literally his birth to this, like, present day storyline. Wow. It was, like, just the, you know, juxtaposed okay. together. But it was really good. And we had this week, oh, my God. I have a book that I have to recommend to you. Sure. Amelia Clark wrote with um, Marjorie Bennett. She wrote this book called The Mother of Madness. Mm-hmm. Mom. It was so good. Okay. It's about this woman who basically um, develops abilities also. What? 
Because they're dragons? There's no dragons. Okay. But I thought that that was funny that it's called Mother of Madness. I figured it was like she was just writing her own story now. So we had it as one of our picks this week. And this um, older woman came in with her son. Mm-hmm. And she looks and she goes, oh, that's so weird. And I was like, what? And she's like pointing at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what's weird? And she was behind you, that book that's on the on the board. Yeah. She was like, I was just watching Ryan and Kelly this morning. And um, Amelia Clark was on the show promoting that book. And I was like, Amelia Clark was on morning chat show promoting a comic book. Mm-hmm. What a world. Yeah. So then later on that day, I guess I talked about it with this woman long enough that, of course, you know, Facebook had a sweet targeted ad of her talking about the book with Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. And I'm like, this is wild that, like, we're doing a press tour, like a legitimate one, for a comic. Yeah. So this is a three-issue miniseries that just started, and I definitely recommend it. You have to give it a shot. What is she? What's the premise? It's about a woman who develops powers. It's set in a near future also. Okay. And she's going to use it to... Spoiler. Okay. (laughs) I put up an X with my arms. Spoiler. Okay, Doug. Both great recommendations. One indie, one DC. This week, as you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, July 30th, is our book club. It is. Sandman, volume one. Not to be confused with the Sandman. Stop doing this to me. (laughs) There is something that I literally just wanted to ask. And it's the premiere of our comic book it program. Yeah, explain that. Again? Why not? Okay. You come to book club. Did you forget. You're gonna get your comic book it, not like Pizza Hut at all pin, <laughs> and a pizza sticker to you go on the pin. The name. <laughs> Four pizza stickers. Mm-hmm. You get an exclusive coupon to the shop. A one-time, one-time use gold card. Fifth. Eight pizza slices. Eight. Yeah. Eight After slices, you get eight slices, you get a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Of your choosing, you tell us what you want us to put on a T-shirt, and we'll do it. Pepperoni. <laughs> Mushrooms. We should make a geek. It should be a pizza. It should be a new design. I I could very easily make that shark looks. I could make that shark looks like look like a slice of pizza very easily. Oh my! That has to be it, and it it has has to say "Comic Book It." No, nobody out pizzas the duck. I don't think anyone's going to want to share this as nobody out pizzas the duck. Susanna Dinner literally said it like thirty times (laughs) because she is so tickled by that phrase, and I am too. If you get so. A, a mock-up of your face eating a shark-shaped pizza, and it says, nobody out pizzas the Doug. I'm buying one of those shirts. I have to shout out listeners, friends, book club attendees, sure. JP and Suzanne, after last week's episode being entitled, no one out pizzas <laughs> the Doug, they almost instantly oh, present yeah. me with a coffee mug that says, nobody out pizzas the Doug, in the perfect font. Yeah. It's it's a so brilliant gag. You can't tell me that people don't want this. They right? hand it to me in a box, mm-hmm. and Suzanne goes, oh, JP made me make this. And I was like, okay. You know, so JP I just moved it to the side. Yeah. We had a couple other people in the shop, so I was trying not to, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I, I tell them the books that they have this week, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, let me open. Let me see what the mug is, because yeah. it's obviously a mug, you know, like mm-hmm. the box. So I open it, and I almost like peed my pants laughing <laughs> i like doubled over i'm like this is the dumbest thing in the world thank I you love it. so much i love it so stupid please let's work on this yeah so join us once again friday tomorrow july, july 30th 6 30 but we're gonna be discussing sandman volume one and um I guess I'll let you guys know now. Our August book club selection is We Only Find Them When They're Dead, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Doug, I want to put you on the spot a little bit. That book club will be on a- August 27th. What are you putting me on the spot for? So, from what y'all just heard about my dad's interview, mm-hmm. he, I told them, I mean, I told him that you always say, we always say that there's a comic book for everyone. Mm-hmm. And what Tony is interested in is a comic book about, like, mob life slash mafia stuff. Ooh, okay. Does he have any interest in magic potentially being another through line of this? As long as, like, some sort of organized crime is at the there center. There absolutely is. I'm sure. So I would recommend by Mark Miller and 
Oliver Copiel. I think that's how you say his name. I'm, I'm not, not looking gonna, at it written. I'm not going to judge you. The book is called Magic Order from Image Comics. It was a six-issue miniseries, self-contained story. Sure. It is... Uh, the the pitch of it is Sopranos meets Harry Potter. I love that. This was slated to be part of um, Mark Miller's Netflix overall deal, where sure. he was going to have it adapted to either a series or a movie. Mm-hmm. Netflix literally bought Mark Miller's brain a few years ago and said, anything that comes out of there, we, we, we want to make it. Yes. And it kind of fell into this weird limbo and it may have gotten scrapped. But okay. this series was great, and I definitely would recommend that. Other crime books similar... With a mob through line. Mm-hmm. I will think of something else for you. Yeah. But that... I definitely recommend the Magic Order. I feel like everything that I read has a magic through line. And that's my problem. But you I can give him a real recommendation something. on that. You know what I mean? Like, that's a solid, I think, Starting that that's a good series. Okay. Yeah. I'll let him know. I'm kind of glad that you did that. That was kind of fun. Right? And I had one, like, boom. And, guys, you could, you could experience this in person at the shop. Yeah. Doug does this shit all the time. It's a my one ability your gift yeah (laughs) uh that shop of course being the geekery which can be found at 19 little street in madawan new jersey i like what you did there the geekery can also be found online at the geekery nj this podcast you're listening to right now can be found across social media at the geekery radio and i can be found at father underscore k i am at dumble stiltskin guys this was a dad episode <laughs> Is that where you're doing uh-huh. a low five? Let's do a high five okay. and then Okay. Elbow. Oh wait to do the elbow. 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 <laughs> that was bad. You looked too hard at I my think elbow. I did. <laughs> um anyway, fifty eight, feeling great. You have to stop this saying that with episodes dads. that end with eight. This one's for the dads. That's it. Bye. Hard stop. This one's for the dads. <laughs>